Welcome to Ghoul's Night Out with your hostesses, Brandy and Jody. Hello, beautiful ghouls. Welcome. This is Brandy. I'm here with my sister, Jody. Hello. So we have um, a beautiful beast segment from Chris. This is superstitions about black cats pet a black cat for just a second and you'll make a loyal friend for life but over the centuries these dark handsome and friendly felines have endured the stigma of cultural and historical myths superstitions and tales that make them either revered or feared luckily recent data shows that it's a myth that black cats are adopted less frequently than cats that of other colors according to the american society of prevention of cruelty to animals or the aspca however shelters shelter workers may notice the bias against black felines thanks to lingering perceptions you might be surprised to find that in between the negative lore about black cats there are also positive beliefs about them you could even decide it's auspicious if you find one of these regal creatures crossing your path at any time during the day or night so superstition number one is black cats are witches in disguise (laughs) if you're spooked when you see a black cat it's probably from medieval folklore that continues to shroud the reputation of these dignified kitties black cats have long been associated with witches and witchcraft it's said that the story began when a black cat was seen running into a house thought to be inhabited by a witch During the Middle Ages, black cats became equated with black magic. Roaming nocturnal black cats were thought to be witches in disguise, which is pets or animal-shaped demons sent by witches to spy on humans. Throughout early 13th century Europe until 17th century Salem witch trials in Massachusetts, black cats were killed along with those who were considered witches. Black cats have evolved into icons of anything related to witchcraft, especially during the Halloween season. Superstition number two, black cats are bad luck. A black cat is also associated with bad luck and sadly death. This fear of black cats appeared to stem from medieval times when an animal with dark feathers or fur, including crows and ravens, signaled death. In 16th century Italy, it was believed that death was imminent if a black cat would lay on someone's sickbed. In modern-day North America, negative connotations continue to haunt black cats. It's considered bad luck if a cat crosses your path, and good luck if a white cat crosses your path. I've never heard that. I've never heard about the white cat. Yeah, me neither. Another family member is bound to die if you spot a black cat during a funeral procession. And it's a bad omen if you see a black cat walking away from you. Superstition number three is black cats are good luck. Black cats are also believed to bring good luck in many ways in ancient egypt black cats were held in the highest esteem because they resembled bastet the cat-headed egyptian goddess of home fertility and protection from disease black cats are considered good luck in other parts of the globe as well in asia and the uk you're going to be lucky in life if you own a black cat in japan you'll have luck in finding love if you spot a black cat In parts of England, a bride will have luck in her marriage if she receives a black cat as a gift. In Europe, sailors will have a safe journey if they bring along a black cat on the ship. 
In Scotland, you'll have coming prosperity if a black cat appears at your doorway or on your porch. And in France, something magical is about to happen if you see a black cat. Sounds like they've got it, right? Yeah. Then she writes me, personally, I think black cats are lucky, and I have owned one. His name was Spooky. He loved taking showers with my ex-husband and would go around the house jumping up and shutting lights off. <laughs> LOL. That's funny. Please remember, always be kind to animals and adopt. Don't shop. I always thought that was so stupid. These people that... That make shit are, up because they're scared? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, I know. It's a freaking cat. They're... <laughs> I know, but people, I mean, people are stupid nowadays. Could you imagine how they were oh, hundreds gosh. of years ago? Yeah. Jeez. Okay, I have a stupid joke. What do you call a hippie's wife? I don't know. A Mississippi. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I laughed way too hard at that. <laughs> a Mississippi. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So I I have something different. I figured we talked about everything and anything spooky ever last week. So I went lighter lighter (laughs) this week. Um, So I have some shower thoughts. Okay. We will never hear about the truly perfect crime. That's true. I will be the last person to die in my lifetime. Yeah. And all of you, too. (laughs) The person who proofread Hitler's speeches was a grammar Nazi. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) This one's interesting. Everyone actually has three voices. The one in your head, the one you hear when you talk, and the one that everyone else hears. Ooh, that's kind of creepy. Isn't it? Yeah. It's all the same. But is it? You don't know what people hear. People hear things weird. Weird. Like if you hear something and pe- people are like, yeah, they have different, um, I guess, ad- adjectives. Yeah. To describe the same. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sound. So yeah, crazy. If Katniss and Peeta from the hun- Hunger Games were Hollywood celebrities, they're super. Super couple nicknames would either be cat pee or penis. <laughs> oh, that's great. I know. Hilarious. Did you hear about penis? <laughs> What's cat pee up to? <laughs> oh, did you hear about penis? Don't. <laughs> okay. The purpose of a lock is to turn a door into a wall. (laughs) Yeah. At age 30, you have spent a month having birthdays. Oh. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. When you drink alcohol, you're just borrowing happiness from tomorrow. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. (laughs) Your car keys have traveled farther than your car. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. A telephone makes sound travel faster than the speed of sound. Huh? Well, you're going from one place. You could go, you could talk 
to someone from across the globe. Oh, yeah. Which means sound is traveling faster than sound. Hmm. Crazy. The true mark of adulthood is when your parents no longer schedule your doctor's appointments, so you just don't go and hope you don't die. That's <laughs> the fucking truth. <laughs> Until you get old enough and you're like, oh shit, exactly. I better go to the doctor. This really doesn't feel right. <laughs> is that supposed to do that? <laughs> I better go to the doctor. <laughs> Horses must be the most farted upon creatures in the entire world. What? Uh, humans sit on horses all the no. time. <laughs> Poor horses. <laughs> Amazon is so popular not because it's convenient, but because there's no human interaction. Oh, yeah, I believe that. The internet both almost killed off the postal service with email and then made it more needed than ever with online delivery. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. Witch hunting would have been so popular in medieval times if any of the victims had actually been witches and decided to fight back. Oh, gosh. Could you imagine? That would be funny. That would be fucking great. Alternate reality. (laughs) Where are you at? I want to see it. In high school, when the teacher left the room, everyone would act a fool. Nowadays, I bet all the kids just take out their phones. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Isn't that crazy? Could you probably hear a pin drop in there. Heck, yeah. Do you remember when the teacher left the freaking room oh, yeah. when we were in school? Everyone, it would get loud. Heck, and yeah. Everyone would start yelling across the room mm-hmm. and talking. And, yeah, that's so crazy. The first time a stripper jumped out of a cake must have been the most legendary bachelor party. Oh, yeah. Fuck, yeah. Definitely. They were probably like, holy shit. (laughs) Fuck, yeah, Jen. I think they still do that. (laughs) Well, probably, but the first time. Now it's like very cliche. (laughs) A noise-canceling toilet would be a killer invention. That would be. Fuck, yeah. Especially in public places. Yeah. I don't like people here. No one cares. Well, yeah, at home. But yeah, in public restrooms, if you not to hear people pee, that'd be great. Or actually if they could do noise canceling, smell canceling. Yeah. (laughs) Just everyone go in your own pod. (laughs) Just go home. Just everyone go home. (laughs) I told you about Jeff. Oh God, I don't know what. Where he won't poop. Oh, I don't Anywhere think Anywhere so. but his house. <laughs> I don't think so. I, yes, I did. Because one day at work, <gasps> I, I was mean. looking for him, and I couldn't find him. So I texted him, and I'm like, where are you? He's like, oh, I had to poop. I had to go home. I'm like, what? <laughs> that is... Fantastic. And then, of course, I made fun of him for a while. But that's okay. That's so funny. <laughs> but the second time it happened where I was looking for him and I couldn't find him, I was like, <laughs> texted him. I was like, are you pooping? <laughs> He's like, no. I'm somewhere. I was like, oh, okay. I couldn't find you. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Holy shit. 
<laughs> Are you proven? <laughs> Are you proven again? <laughs> oh my god, okay. Shit, if I went home whenever I had to poop, I'd be gone for two hours. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> oh my god. I know I've told you that before. Probably. You probably told me when I was drunk. And that oh yeah, probably. That doesn't work. It doesn't count. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, go moving on. <laughs> Only in mathematics can a problem have infinite solutions and yet somehow I still end up with the wrong answer. <laughs> that happens to me all. Yes. The time. Even you like I have done math problems and like so confident. I'm like, "Fuck, yes, I nailed this one." And I check in and it's totally like so wrong. I'm like, "Fuck." <laughs> I'm stupid. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Okay. Imagine being completely naked in a room full of people who speak a different language and everyone wants to touch you. This is the life of a dog. Oh. (laughs) But they love it. They want the pets. They do. They do love it. (laughs) I guess if you didn't know any better, it wouldn't be so bad. Yeah. They're not naked either. They have a fur coat on. (laughs) That's right. Pervs. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Okay. The first person to ever experience brain freeze must have been fucking terrified. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like this horrible pain coming out of nowhere. I'm dying. Ice cream is the witch. <laughs> There's a black cat sitting next to you. Oh my God. <laughs> Okay. Betty Marion White was born in 1922. The first BMW car was made in 1928. Betty White is the original BMW. Mm, Okay. (laughs) Go Betty White. (laughs) Everyone loves Betty White. Exactly. She's hilarious. Okay. And my last one. If we had no eyes, then we would be unaware of the existence of color. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. What if we are missing an entire aspect of everything simply because we do not have the organ to detect it? Yeah, but it doesn't matter because you don't know. It doesn't, but we could be missing out. Mm-hmm. Just because we don't have a, you know, <laughs> whatever they call it. I don't know. Anyway, those are my shower thoughts. For the Alrighty. Week. Okay, this week, me and Brandy got a geography lesson. Yes, we did. Thank you, Wikipedia. (laughs) I was going through the states, and I saw one called District of Columbia. Yes. And I was like, what is that? (laughs) Turns out it's basically Washington, D.C., so there you go. (laughs) Well, formerly, it was formerly called District of Columbia. Yes, now people just call it Washington, D.C., or just D.C., and it's not actually a state. Right, it's a district of... It's a federal... Federal district or something. District, something like that. But they got ghosts too, so... Awesome. So they've got the Octagon House. The Octagon House, which stands at 1799 New York Avenue, is said to be one of the most haunted places in the District of Columbia. It was built in 1801 by Colonel John Taylor III, 
who was a close personal friend of George Washington. The house became an important part of the city. When the White House burned in 1812, President James and Dolly Madison lived there for around a year, and it was there that Madison signed the Treaty of Ghent that ultimately ended the war in February 1815. There have been reports of otherworldly presences in various parts of the Octagon House, including the spiral staircase, the second and third floor landings, the gardens, and one of the third floor bedrooms. Members of the public and staff members alike have witnessed some of the strange activity. It is believed that two of the spirits said to be haunting the building are the daughters of Colonel Taylor. One of the girls died when she fell down the stairs during an argument with her father over her choice of a suitor and now haunts the second floor landing. Holy shit. The other died in similar circumstances and haunts the third floor landing. It has also been claimed that there are spirits of African-American slaves haunting the building and there is some evidence to suggest that the walled garden may have served as a slave market at one time. All right, next one is Old Stone House. The Old Stone House at 3051 M Street Northwest was built in 1765 by Christopher and Rachel Lehman. However, it was sold to a wealthy widow named Cassandra Chu in 1767, who carried out some major renovations, adding a kitchen extension to the rear in 1767, then a second floor sometime between 1767 and 1775, and a third floor in the 1790s. The property stayed in private hands for two centuries, used as both a private residence and as a business location. The federal government purchased the home in 1953. It is claimed that a large number of spirits inhabit the old stone house, including a lady dressed in brown who is seen by the fireplace, a heavier woman who appears both in the kitchen and on the staircase, a man in short pants and long stockings, and a man with long blonde hair wearing a new jacket. How do they know it's new? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it looks in pristine condition. Oh, okay. There have also been reports of a lady in a rocking chair, a little boy running down the third floor hallway, a German craftsman, an African-American boy, two different men in colonial style clothing, and a little girl with curly hair who runs up and down the stairs. Yeah. With so many spirits in such a small building, it is easy to see why it is considered to be one of the most haunted places in Washington, D.C. Most of these spirits are pretty harmless, but there is one spirit who is said to be very malevolent. He is known simply as George, and he has been blamed for choking visitors and even pushing them. Whoa! His presence is usually indicated by cold spots, and people are said to have a strong feeling of dread whenever he draws near. Bad, George. He must be pissed about something. Yeah. Uh, Marine Corps Commandant's House. Does that sound right? Sure. There are several places on Capitol Hill that are said to be haunted by military personnel, and one of them is the Marine Corps Commandant's House. The very first Marine Corps Commandant was Samuel <laughs> Nicholas, and it is believed that he never left his former home. Samuel Nicholas served from 1775 to 1783 and then passed away on August 27, 1790. Although he is buried in Philadelphia, many believe that his spirit has remained in his former home in Washington, D.C. The White House? The White House is actually the oldest building on President's Park, so it is hardly surprising that it is also considered to be one of the most haunted places in the District of Columbia. Construction first began in 1792 and it was opened for occupancy on November 1st, 1800 
hired, even though construction was not yet complete. The first occupants were President John Adams and his wife Abigail. In fact, Abigail Adams is said to be one of the many ghosts that haunt the building. Since there was no running water in the White House until 1834, when she lived there, she would have to have water brought in and heated to do the laundry. That's a long time to go without water. Yeah. That would be a bummer. So, Abigail Adams' ghost... She is said to have hung laundry up to dry in the drafty East Room. Following her death in 1818, her spirit has seen was seen walking into the East Room with her arms extended as though carrying a load of laundry. Her apparition was accompanied by the scent of soap and damp clothing. She's been spotted several times and some of the household staff during President Taft's administration claim to have seen her walking through walls. Abigail Adams is by no means the only ghost haunting the White House and she is certainly not the most famous. Abraham Lincoln's ghost. Abraham Lincoln is said to haunt the building as well, although she never admitted to seeing him, Eleanor Roosevelt often said that she could feel Abraham Lincoln's presence in the White House. Several ever, others have said the same over the years. In addition to this, people who spend the night in the Lincoln bedroom, including President Truman, have often said they were woken by something knocking on the door, but there's nobody there. The first person to actually see Lincoln's apparition was First Lady Grace Coolidge, who claimed to have seen him standing at the window of the Yellow Oval Room looking out over the Potomac. Others who have seen the apparition include some pretty credible witnesses, including Winston Churchill, Theodore Roosevelt, Maureen Reagan, and Queen Wilhelmina of the Never Netherlands. Other ghosts of the White House... Other ghosts are said to have been seen in the White House, including Abraham Lincoln's 11-year-old son, Willie Lincoln, President Thomas Jefferson, President Andrew Jackson, President William Henry Harrison, President John Tyler, and First Lady Frances Folsom Cleveland, along with multiple non-residents, including David Burns, who once owned the land on which the White House stands, and a British soldier dressed in 1812-style uniform. It's crazy. That was all in the White House? Yeah. Dang. And then the number one is the Capitol Building. Cool. The United States Capitol Building is said to be haunted by the spirits of a number of past representatives and government officials, along with the departed spirits of officers who served in the American Revolutionary War, and even some construction workers who died during the construction of the Capitol Building. However, one of the most interesting paranormal occurrences is the, the appearance of a creature that is described as a demon black cat. The creature is said to make an appearance just before national tragedies and before changes in presidential administration. Huh. The demon cat is usually only seen at night and usually people are alone when it appears. Witnesses have described seeing the cat as a small black kitten, but as they get closer, it grows larger and becomes an angry cat with red glowing eyes. Some of the occasions that it has been seen include right before the 1929 stock market crash and prior to the assassination of John F. Kennedy. The demon cat is also said to appear in the basement of the White House whenever the presidency is moving to a new person. Some say that the origins of the demon cat can be traced back to a time when the Capitol building had a rat infestation. <laughs> Several large cats were turned loose in the building in order to control the rat population. 
Some say that it is one of these cats who became the demon cat. Guards at the building are afraid to speak of the demon cat in case they lose their security clearance. However, plenty of retired federal employees have been only too happy to share their stories of this mysterious black cat. Crazy. That's it. All right. So, like I said, I wanted to keep it lighter this week. So, I did. People share the biggest what-the-fuck gifts they've ever received. (laughs) First one. A guy I worked with in a community college bought me a pair of gorgeous diamond stud earrings. It was what-the-fuck because we had never spoken before that day. We weren't even acquaintances because we worked in different departments. He used this very expensive gift to ask me out. He asked me out for the weekend at his place. Ew! His exact words were, You look like a woman who knows she deserves the finer things. Merry Christmas. It was July. Oh my god. (laughs) Um, Red flag, red flag, red flag, red flag. Needless to say, I did not accept. He started arguing that because he bought this beautiful gift, and why wasn't I thankful? I tried to explain that buying a crazy expensive gift for someone who doesn't know you puts them in a very difficult position, one I didn't appreciate being put in, but he wasn't having it. My coworker who worked at the desk with me had to tell him that dude needed to back the fuck down. That was the end of it for a while, like two or three months. He never spoke to or bothered me again. Then I came into work one day and heard he'd been fired. A bunch of people were asking me if I was okay and had he tried to do anything to me. I was freaked out and confused. I found out he had put a dead rat in the cabinet under where I stood at the service desk with a note that said something like, just reminding you what you mean to me. I'm paraphrasing my co-worker's paraphrase there because they wouldn't let me read it. Anywho, that's the story of how I got offered a desk job in the back and a 75 cent raise. Nice. <laughs> At least something good came out of it. Yeah, but oh my gosh. That's creepy. That is creepy. Next one. Christmas morning and grandma rolls in for gift giving. My sister is 12 and I'm 9. My brother is 5. My grandma is a bit nuts and played favorites like some old ladies play bingo, loudly and aggressively. The order of the favoritism follows our birth order. My sister's gift was $100 cash and a gift-wrapped scarf and glove set from Macy's. Me, $20 cash and a regular postal envelope. Just cash, no card or anything. (laughs) My little brother, a kid cuisine with a lion food and a lion food lion bag. Poor kid even opened the box hoping upon hope that there was some cash in the TV dinner box. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's funny now, but damn he was sad that morning. That's mean. I know. What the fuck? That was my mom. I'd be like, um, you can't you can't come over for yeah. Christmas anymore. You're not allowed. <laughs> Next one, my youth pastor showed up to my house on my birthday and made a big deal about the gift he'd brought me. I opened it, and it was a dead squirrel he shot that day. Eh, what? Who yeah. was this? A youth pastor. What the fuck? He was excited. <laughs> oh my gosh. Next one, a lavender gift set, eye mask, cream, and perfume from my mother-in-law. I am severely allergic to a lavender, and she knows this. Oh, bitch. Seriously. Next one, Christmas, 1993, I was 11. 
My grandma gave me one half of a pool cue. She gifted the other half to my then eight-year-old brother. Grandma says, see, you can only use this if you two cooperate and share. Oh my gosh. We did not own a pool table. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) What the fuck? Rude. It's not a gift. And the thought does not count. Mm -mm. Next one. A cheese and champagne gift set that had the champagne and most of the other goodies taken out of it. So, cheese in a mostly empty box. Ah, what the fuck? Just don't give a gift. Seriously, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Next one. My sister is notorious for giving the worst gifts. She is a millionaire, but you would never know it. One year, she gave me a used pie pan that still had food on it. Ew! Along with an expired box of cake mix. Another year, she gave me a membership to the Smithsonian Museum. She got it for free. However, I live in Indiana, and the Smithsonian is in D.C. (laughs) Another year, she got me used king-size sheets. My bed is a queen. (laughs) This used sheets, I mean, gross. gross. Yeah. That's like the freaking leave your sheets in your will. Yeah. No. Ew. Here's some dirty, stinky sheets. (laughs) That don't fit your bed. Happy (laughs) birthday. This year, she gave me my Christmas gift early. A small wooden cutting board from Groupon that had my wedding date on it, except it was the wrong date. Well, it had someone's wedding day on it, man. (laughs) People, you know, just fuck off. I know. Oh, Next one. I randomly went to some extended family Christmas event, and they gave me a woven basket. Within 10 minutes, they asked for the basket back and said it meant something to them. What? <laughs> then don't fucking get it! Oh my gosh! People are dumb. Next one, for Christmas, my mom once gave me coupons to a restaurant that had recently went out of business. <laughs> hey. Merry Christmas! <laughs> Next one, not me, but my sister. Her mother-in-law gave her a single Christmas chair cushion. They are pretty wealthy, and they gave her one cushion. Not even a set. My sister tied it to the chair she was sitting on and left it there when they left. (laughs) (laughs) That's brilliant. Like, ooh, I want to use this now. Oops. (laughs) Next one, a pair of red crotchless G-string panties from my Portuguese mother-in-law. Ew. I opened the gift with all the family around me, and I was holding it in my hands trying to figure out what it was because I couldn't consider the thought of crotchless G-string from my mother-in-law while everyone else was laughing. (laughs) It was a subtle hint that she wanted to be a grandma. Ew. I guess. Also, it was three sizes too small, so I wouldn't have been able to put it on without snapping it in half. (laughs) (laughs) That's so, like, no. (sighs) Next one, a toilet seat. A really cheap plastic padded one, too. The bastard even wrapped it. (laughs) It's a a toilet seat. No. I really hope these people like rewrapped this stuff and gave it back to him the next year. Something. Or I mean they probably just went home and like it went straight in the trash. Oh yeah, but Oh my gosh. Anyway, next one. This one's kind of sweet. When I was about 10, my little brother, he was about 3 or so. He was very sweet and told my parents he had a present for me but didn't want anyone to see and wanted to wrap it himself. 
Christmas morning comes and I'm very moved by the shoebox size gift my little brother taped up as best he could and made my mom wrap it for him. He excitedly brought, me, brought it over and I noticed it was pretty light, but his eyes were giddy with excitement for me to open it. I figured it was a hand-drawn picture or something, so I made a big show about being excited to see what was inside. As I started to remove the tape from the box, I noticed an odd smell, but figured it was just because the old box had been in the basement. When I finally got the lid open and my brother excitedly exclaimed, Merry Christmas! I got to see what he was so excited about for the past two weeks. The box contained a dead hummingbird that had run into the window, an earthworm, and a few scattered saltines in case the worm and the bird got hungry oh my god best present Aww. ever it's so horrifyingly sweet i know <laughs> <laughs> poor thing was so excited Aww. oh my gosh so cute like a three-year-old yeah. yeah oh my gosh so cute Next one. One year I came home for Christmas and my mom had been asking me what I wanted for Christmas. I told her I didn't want anything. I had everything I needed and not to get me anything. Uh, come Christmas morning, there were a number of gifts with my name on them. We always hand out all the gifts first and we each had a pretty decent pile. We always start with the youngest and go up, so I was like third or fourth in line, and everyone had pretty normal gifts, gloves, PJs, usual winter gift stuff. My turn comes up, I probably have maybe eight or nine small packages to open. I open the first one and it's a box of hamburger helper. <laughs> I laughed and was like, uh, thanks mom. <laughs> and then I continue. After three boxes of hamburger slash tuna helper, there's a couple cans of Chef Boyardee and SpaghettiOs. And I'm like, do you think I'm not eating or something? Or are you trying to kill me? What's, all, what's with all the random food? Her response? No, I just felt bad you didn't have anything to open on Christmas. You can go put those back in the cabinet. <laughs> I'll teach you to say you don't want nothing for no Christmas. No shit! I'll give you something to open, but you can't keep it. <laughs> okay next one when i was a kid i was obsessed with film i still am and wanted nothing more than a video camera it was the late 90s and they weren't cheap for a young teenager i told my parents for two years that i wanted a mini dv camera as their old vhs was horrible quality and enormous christmas came that second year and i got some clothes candy and a video game then they said oh yeah we have two more things for you open this one first I opened the first gift. It was a nice camera tripod. I opened the second smaller box and it was an, a nice camera bag slash case. I looked at my parents confused and they said, when you can buy your own camera, these will come in handy. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's so mean. That is mean. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. Uh, when I was in college, my sister gave me a Donald Duck cement lawn ornament for Christmas. It weighed at least 40 pounds. I didn't have a lawn, and I didn't like Donald Duck. She has excessive amounts of lawn ornaments in her yard. I suspect that she realized she hadn't gotten me anything as she was getting into her car and grabbed the closest thing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Next one, a deactivated hand grenade duct taped to the head of an African-style spear. Okay. <laughs> Merry Christmas! <laughs> wow. Yeah, what the fuck is that? Next one. 
When I was a kid, six or seven, I had surgery on nearly all of my fingers on my dominant hand, and the other hand came later. Although it was a simple surgery, it was still scary for a kid. Mostly boring and a few weeks of pain, my aunt, who I love, sent me a coloring book to pass the time. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Poor kid. Next one. An Egyptian pharaoh pin with the middle... Uh, when I was in middle school, it was all gold colored and the pen barrel stuck out between his legs. Needless to say, I was mocked mercilessly by my classmates for having this massive Egyptian dong pen. <laughs> Why would you wear it to school? It was a pen. A writing pen. Oh. Well, why would you take it to school? <laughs> I know. That's it. I mean, they probably liked it until people were like, oh my God, what are you doing with that dong pen? You know how kids can be. <laughs> I'm sorry. I would have to make fun of it, too. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Dong pen. Okay. A guinea pig. Just a guinea pig. No cage or anything. <laughs> Here we go. Um, I got a can of shaving cream. I was 11 and couldn't grow a mustache to save my life. Aww. <laughs> it's horrible. That was like, That's what the fuck? Mean. Uh, my husband's parents gifted him a cemetery plot on his 50th birthday. They got one for me, too. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Those are expensive, though. Yeah, I know. It's actually are. a really nice present. Yeah. And my last one. I got a three-foot-tall stuffed Mr. Peanut doll from my 89-year-old grandma for Christmas when I was 23. She said, I know how you like to collect things like this. I'm not sure what she was talking about. (laughs) Well, that's not the worst one we've heard. No. (laughs) Those were my, well, I wasn't, well, stories, I guess, for the week. Yeah. It's time for the witty wrap-up. Yay, witty wrap-up. I did funny tweets that make you not want to have kids. Oh, too late. (laughs) Whenever I get baby fever, I look back at the time my cousin got stuck inside a claw machine. (laughs) Birth control. (laughs) My son just accidentally dumped an entire bottle of salad dressing over his head, so that's how my night is going. There's a lot of accidents in these. Oh, I bet. My son got mad at me yesterday and opened all the bananas in the house. What type of passive-aggressive monster? <laughs> Seriously! <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> it's quite good, though. Toddler accidentally hits me in the face with a book. Me. Oof. That hurt a bit. Can you say sorry? Her. Sorry, book. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Beater. <laughs> Toddler accidentally dropped her bowl of cereal. As I shamefully bow down to my knees and wipe up her mess, the toddler looks at me, picks up the bowl, with a flick of the wrist, spills the remains. <gasps> she does this every once in a while to let me know she's still in charge. Oh, fuck that. Um, no. Beating time. No, she would just be picking it up herself. No, beating time. <laughs> My toddler accidentally punched me in the eye, but then because I cried out in pain, she thought it would be fun to intentionally punch me in the other eye. Oh. And so I'm canceling today's parenting plans. (laughs) 
done for the day. <laughs> Kids are brutal. This little girl I help at the elementary school asked to see a photo of my boyfriend. When I told her I didn't have one, she looked me up and down and said, I see why. <gasps> but how's your day going? Oh, bitch. <laughs> my daughter just accidentally dropped her snotty tissue into my coffee. And if that's not a metaphor for parenting, I don't know what is. Oh, my gosh. That's like don't mess with my coffee Mm-mm. me we all make mistakes five-year-old even you me yep five-year-old oh yeah like when you're trying to cook food that tastes good but then it doesn't <laughs> that's kind of funny <laughs> still beat him beat him <laughs> two-year-old eating his lunch papa's coffee hot me yeah baby it's hot don't touch two-year-old me blow on it for papa it was at this point i witnessed with horror my two-year-old attempt to blow on my freshly made coffee only to spit a half-eaten chicken nugget straight into it oh no oh oh my gosh oh that's so sweet though (laughs) again horrifyingly sweet yes Twelve-year-old I babysit just poured chocolate milk on my head because I wouldn't let her eat jelly beans for lunch, never having kids. Yeah. Every time I have baby fever, I flash back to when my baby sister shoved her poo in my mouth and I thought it was chocolate because she previously had a chocolate bar in her hand. Oh, my God. No. No. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm going to throw up. Four-year-old, mommy, you're just like a Disney movie. We should play pretend. Me, aw, sure. Four-year-old, you can be the beast. Me. Four-year-old, or the fat sea witch. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I really didn't think it could get much worse than the beast. Oh, you don't like the beast? You can be the fat sea witch. <laughs> and I'll be the pretty, pretty princess. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> Mom holding crying baby. He just needs to be changed. Me. Yeah, hopefully into a puppy or something quieter. <laughs> I love my daughter, but she asked me if I was 22, and I said, no, I'm 37, and she asked if I'm actually her grandma. <laughs> Holy shit! Are you my grandma then? (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's so true though. Do you remember when you were young and you would hear about like 40 year olds? And you're like, oh my god, that's so old. So old. And it's like now I'm like over 40. And it's like, it's not that old. (laughs) Well, that reminds me when Tiran was in elementary school, she had to fill out this thing about me. And one of the things was my mom is how many years old and she put 16 <laughs> I was like, like that's right. very close <laughs> <laughs> so funny me hey kids i brought you some yogi mat or <laughs> let me try it over me Hey kids, I bought you some yoga mats. I'm taking you kids to yoga tomorrow. I 
demonstrate downward dog. This is how you do downward dog. Six-year-old, no, mommy, that's not downward dog. That's the come wipe my bum position after we poop. <laughs> Have kids, they said. And that's it. Oh, okay, that was great. Well, why would you take your kids to yoga? I don't know. I thought that was weird, too. And she's going to scream that in the middle of yoga when they say do downward dog. She's like, no, this is the wipe my butt position. It's totally true. It is. <laughs> do you remember that? You'd hear the kids yelling for you. You walk yes. in and they're bent over. Yeah. And butt just... <laughs> What? I need my butt wiped. All right. <laughs> be like, so when are you going to learn how to wipe your butt? Oh my gosh. That was the greatest day ever. Yeah. There were two greatest days. The first one was when they learned how to go potty on their own. Mm-hmm. And the second one was when they didn't need that goddamn car seat and oh my gosh i know oh so nice such a pain you have to do it keep them safe i know dang kids <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding it's the best yeah anyway thank you guys so much for listening we really appreciate it look us up on facebook uh, you can request to join the group you can also recommend us on Facebook, uh, rate, review, subscribe, wherever you listen. Uh, send in your stories. We still need them a lot. I had a rough Very time. badly. Yes. Very, send very badly. We don't care. We don't care. We're, we'll take anything at this point. Uh, ghoulsnightoutpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also look us up on Twitter and Instagram, even though we're not very active, but <laughs> I, I'm trying. Anyway, we will talk to you next week. Later. Bye. <laughs>